Dude, people are maniacs. <laughs> Everyone picks Chicago to beat the Jets, even though the Jets are favored. Well, that, that's not crazy, though. The Jets aren't great. They have Geno Smith. Yeah, but it was, like, even up and, like, 80% picked Chicago. Well, yeah, but that's not crazy. That's ridiculous. No, it's not. Drunk Sports, I'm Matt Cherry. I'm Wes Strange. Alright. We got some new equipment. I don't know if you noticed, I have a new laptop today. It actually charges, so really? I don't have to deal with it. Where'd you get that at? Uh, it was like a former lease, you know what I'm talking about? Like a business lease. Mm-hmm. So, it was a cheap little thing, but nice. still better than the computer I had, so. Yeah, it works. Yeah. So, if it sounds better this week, it might just be the new laptop for everybody. <laughs> but you never know. You never do know. Um, so we're going to start with our picks after I won for the second straight week by two games because I'm a terrible Bears fan by choosing them to to beat a team that's that's just as good as them. Unbelievable. And the Jets have a chance to win that AFC East division because that AFC East is pretty bad. Terrible. The Patriots are not good, so no one is good. No one's good. Patriots will win on it. Yeah, because they're the Cardinals of the NFL, as we're watching the Cards Cubs. Yep. They're going to not be good and end up winning, going 10-6 and six and winning the division by... They'll probably the go to the AFC Championship. <laughs> They'll get a bye somehow. <laughs> and, go to the, and then lose, beat some, ter- like the Texans or something in the second round, and then get to play, get destroyed by the Broncos. In the championship. How many years does Brady have left on his contract? I think two more. Because he looks like he's slipping. He looks finally. Bad. He looks bad. <laughs> he can't turn shit. He didn't look goal. great. He didn't look great last year, but everyone's like, "Well, he lost his two tight ends. They don't have any receivers, and he still doesn't look good." Nope. So we'll see about that. All right, so we'll start with the pick'em, and then uh, after that, we're gonna go from one hundred eighty or one hundred eighty-one, right? Yep. 181 on our rankings, and we'll take a break between the two to refill a drink. Do you want a drink, uh, or are you just going to drink out of your giant Wendy's? Yeah, I'll drink the Coke for now. <laughs> we were at Birdman's wedding, and everyone, and Mike's like, you should have just recorded that. I was like, yeah, that's perfect recording quality right in a reception hall. Yeah, that was... Do you want to pitch everyone your, your ticket sales idea, your ticket sales check? <laughs> Dude, that was, that's the first thing I thought about. That was like the only thing I remembered from the whole wedding. (laughs) Like, I gotta see how much seed money we need to run a truck to drive around the loop and sell bowl season tickets. So the idea was to rent an ice cream truck and then drive around with the bowls and trophies. I'm glad you, is that why you said it to me the next day? Yeah. On Saturday, I just and got then, like uh, Bulls intro, 1996. They sell tickets game. out of it, so mm-hmm. you know you see grown men running down the street. To the <laughs> <Bulls really. laughs> 
Well, does it does it have to be the intro music the whole time? I would do the whole like you know how they release the Bulls those set of Bulls <laughs> tapes. <laughs> we just play like all three of those. Let's go, bully, 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 bully. <laughs> just randomly, it blocked again. <laughs> Comes in. Did you own those tapes? Yeah, yeah, I had them all. Absolutely. All right. So the first Thursday night game game that's gonna suck because all Thursday night games suck. The New York Giants first. The Kirk Cousins-led Washington Redskins. Oh, yeah. Kirk Cousins looked pretty good this past week. I don't know. What do you think about it? Well, the Eagles' defense is so awful that I think everyone looks good against them. The Eagles should have lost that game, right? I don't know how they won. Nick Foles was playing out of his ass, finally. Mm-hmm. Well, he had... He was like a better version of Geno Smith where he'd make like three beautiful throws and then once one stupid mistake but not crazy stupid Geno Smith size mistake, but just something that's like a little off. He actually made some really good throws. But he though. made some great throws. Yeah, and... And Cousins played pretty well, too. He took a fucking beating, dude. I thought mm-hmm. Foles was out like four times. Mm-hmm. But he stayed in there. That pass to Macklin was awesome. Was a good throw. Macklin's a beast. Yeah. I liked him before he got hurt. I benched Deshaun Jackson because a lot of people were like he was questionable before the game, and then oh, I was working. Sh- I was working on Sunday, so like I didn't have time to check right beforehand. He's such a gangbanger, man. He uh, he was trying to start a fight like the whole game. Revenge game, baby. Yeah, throwing up gang signs. So I'm gonna take the Washington National Football Team. <laughs> uh, I will refuse to take Eli. They beat uh, they beat, they beat someone pretty good, or not bad. Yeah, I think the only thing the Giants have going for them is the running game, and the Redskins pretty much stopped the Eagles from running the ball completely. So mm-hmm. I'll take the Redskins. Yeah, uh, most of the people are taking Redskins. It seems these Thursdays everyone takes the home team basically. Shady got like Shady and Sproles combined got like eighteen yards. It was ridiculous. Although Shady was concussed for pretty much the whole game. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's the first time Sproles really didn't take over the game and win it for Philadelphia, so they sat. Yeah. So way to go, Foles. Good, good to see that. So we'll see uh, two teams that were two zero and totally choked in uh, week three. They beat the the Giants beat the Texans last week. That's what happened. Yes. Because I thought the Texans were, or JJ Watt was just going to be all over Eli Manning all game long, but all up in his shit. But unfortunately, Ryan Fitzpatrick is his quarterback. <laughs> and he was terra bad, so that's fun. Uh, so I don't know what to make of either of these teams anymore. Um, is Adrian Foster supposed to play this week? Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know if it's come out yet. Yeah, it's a, he's probably it's a question- maybe. he's always questionable. So. Right. So I want to take the Bills, but they're away. So I'm going to take the Texans just because they're at home. But there's no. I would stay away if I was actually putting money on these things, but well, I saw one fantasy guy. This was his comment about EJ Manuel. It said, "EJ Manuel makes Tim Tebow look accurate." So I'm going to take the Texans. Who's worse, <laughs> EJ Manuel or Josh McCown? It's got to be McCown. You think yeah, so, dude? That's bullshit. Let me just do a rant real quick. <laughs> Fucking McCown is playing the worst game of his life. And I have him in, in the bad quarterback league. Mm-hmm. He's probably like a one possession from getting pulled. Big points for me. Mm-hmm. And he fucking hurts his thumb on the helmet and he gets taken out of the game. <laughs> and then 
the fucking backup comes in and actually he's a baller. I mean, what was it, 14 points? That's not exactly baller moves, but I know what you mean. In the fantasy league I'm in, like my work league, Mm -hmm. somebody had the Tampa defense, dude, and they scored eight points. How'd they score eight points? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They gave up 60 fucking points. How'd they get eight points? (laughs) Sacks? Interceptions? I don't even remember turnovers. Dude, it was ridiculous. Well, they got the one turnover, they got the fumble recovery, and then fumbled it right off, which doesn't count against them, right? Yeah, oh yeah, they had three fumble recoveries somehow. I was like, yeah, they, yeah, they, it was off their own fumble somehow. They got their own recovery. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So that's great. Josh, we got everybody. So then next we have the one and two Green Bay Packers at the two and one Chicago Bears. If the Bears win this week, they're in command of the NFC North division. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> the Packers. Here's the thing: the Packers have looked pretty bad. Yeah. They should have lost against the Jets. You're probably making the argument the Bears should have too. Bears should be on three. Bears I, probably should be three and zero. Oh. No, they should be on three. Oh, okay. They Niners, should have beat the Bills. Niners gifted them a, a win. <laughs> or Kaepernick did. Yeah, but but the opposite is true. If Cutler does it, then it's the Bears' fault. But if Ka- Kaepernick does it, then it's so they should be one. They should be one and two then. They should have yeah. lost to Geno. Geno just shit his pants. Geno did Geno Smith things. Um, yeah, so it's basically Jordy Nelson and and Aaron Rodgers for Green Bay and nobody else. Lacey's looked terrible. I warned everyone who loved Lacey this year for fantasy. I was like, don't trust it. And he looked like shit. I'm taking the Bears. It's slightly a homer pick, but I would probably pick them out on a neutral field, so I'll take the home team. Take the pack. It's all right. The Bears are ready to burn you three weeks in a row. Waiting for the... Classic Cutler moment. Keep waiting. Keep waiting. So next we got the Lions at the Jets. I think the Lions opened up as a one and a half point favorite. You know what's funny? So like the Packers were picked as a favorite and the Lions were picked as a favorite. But then the Jets were picked as a favorite over the Bears. I don't know what changed, but whatever. Um... I think the Lions should win this game, but if they're the Lions I know, they would probably <laughs> lose. <laughs> this seems well, this seems right for a Stafford gets hit a lot, starts throwing sideways and underhand. This seems like a game where the somehow Je- Reggie's going to run wild for like four touchdowns. I don't see that on the Jets. He's not going... Well, I'm talking about... Not run, I shouldn't say run general. wild. Get uh, passes dropped off to him. Mm-hmm. No, he's not going to run the ball. No, that that Jets defense looks tough on the run. Right. I don't know. I'll go with the Lions. Jesus. After what Geno did. This will be there. my upset pick. Picking the Jets. It's tenuous, but it seems like a good, if you're in confidence pool, I feel like this is a good one to put the low points on because everyone's going to pick the Lions. Yeah, this would be a good one. Yeah, definitely go against them. So that's like a high variance pick if you wanted to try to gain some points back. This whole NFC North is just awful. Dude, I think the league's pretty awful now. The league's awful. It's the Broncos, the Seahawks, and the Bengals. <laughs> it really is. And then it's, it's everybody else. Team. And then it's like, I guess the Chargers and the Cardinals are like the next tier. Yep. Yeah. Go Cards. Woo! The Bears are like seventh in like DVOA or something like that. So, But that just means they're the best of a crappy crop. Ooh, teams. this next one's good. All right, this is the Tennessee Titans at... The Andrew Luck Colts. 
The Tennessee Titans have Jake Locker as their quarterback. What happened to the, the Colts? <laughs> the Colts have Andrew Luck. The Colts are going to win by two touchdowns at least. He crushed the Jaguars last week. He is my savior. He is number one in fantasy points right now. Picked him up this year in fantasy. You're welcome. He was my he was my big pick in our fantasy preview of. Uh, I have him on almost all my teams. And he's he's crushing beast. it for me. He's good. He is crushing and it. His fucking for his me. receivers aren't doing shit right now. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like Reggie Wayne's not having anything big. Like he's Reggie Wayne's one of those guys. He's like got six passes for sixty yards every week. So in PPR, it's fine because it's like twelve. He's points. more reliable than Ty. Yeah, you can't pick T.Y. T.Y.'s not doing anything. So, Colts, Colts, Colts. Colts. Uh, the Titans are just terrible bad. Jake Locker is just bad. He said oh. he can't even hold on to the ball. I think they're. I think he's out this week. So who's their backup? Oh, God, I don't know. Let's, let's look it up. The backup for the Tennessee Titans. This could be a waiver pickup for bad QB. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I have to put that in because that's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Uh, da 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 Depth chart for the Tennessee Titans. Curtis Spencer? Is it? Oh, no, wrong one. Charlie Whitehurst. Oh, yes. Although, uh, what I heard is they really like Zach Mettenberger from Penn State. Good. Or LSU, I mean. Throw him in there. As a rook? Yeah, so. Yeah, Colts are going to win, though. Colts are going to crush. Tennessee can't score points, and the Colts can't. So we'll move on to the next week. Miami Dolphins versus Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders are terrible. Yep. The Dolphins are a below average team. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's they should be better than that. They don't, they're pissing me off. Well, I think we all, and I include myself, started overrating them because they beat the Patriots in week well, one. They, they like control really, the game. They're really missing Noshan. It could be. It he, could just, be. he doesn't care about But their run dogs. game is not the issue. He just runs so hard. He brings a lot of emotion, too, man. You, guys, <laughs> you ever watch him on the sideline, dude? No shot! He's pumped up. You know who misses him? The Denver Broncos. Yeah. They miss a lot of things. They miss Demarius, too. He's been missing. Walker's so, back. Dolphins? Dolphins. Yep, Dolphins. Dolphins, Dolphins. And now we have the Bucks at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do we need to talk about how the Steelers are going to win by 50 points? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll move on. We talked about Josh McCown. He's terrible. Mike Glenn's going to actually be in, so that their offense, their receivers might do better this week with Mike Glennon if he plays. Although I'm very, I'm confused about this Pittsburgh team. I don't know how good they are. They tore apart the Panthers, but the first two weeks they didn't look good. Well, they split against the Browns and the Ravens. Yes. And they shouldn't have beat the Browns. Right, yeah, they got lucky. And then the Ravens crushed them. And then they faced the team I thought was good. I guess not. But they should be able to beat Tampa. That team is awful. Yeah, Tampa's just bad, so they're going to be 3-1. It's going to be no problem. So then we have the Carolina Panthers who got exposed by the Steelers. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there. They Somehow, cost me big time. And... Yeah, the bad quarterback league I picked. I'm basically like, oh, Carolina's defense has been awesome this year. Like, Roethlisberger may not have a bad game, but he'll stay like he'll be like that under two fifty. Won't score like won't be negative points because I I scored the Raiders, so you don't have to really worry about it after that. <laughs> um, Wrong. So 
don't know. They the Ravens, who crushed the Steelers, so it only makes sense to take the Ravens here, especially if they're at home. I'm going Carolina. This is the best I'm team. I'm going to go Ravens. It makes sense for Carolina to win this game, but... I don't trust Flacco ever. Super Bowl champion, Joe Flacco? Is that what you're talking about? He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the worst Super Bowl winning quarterback? Joe Flacco or Eli Manning? Flacco. Eli did it twice, so no. <laughs> he fluked into it twice, so he's got... He's, he, he, decks it. he tips it in his favor right there. No luckiest, luckiest asshole ever. <laughs> All right, so next we have the San Diego Superchargers at a equally terrible Jacksonville Jaguars team. You gotta go to the San Diego Superchargers, who have looked really, really good. If anybody they've takes, moved their defense up from bad to average this year, and their offense still is pretty good. Yeah, if anybody takes the Jaguars, they're out of their mind. Yeah, uh, they're running out of running backs, so that might be an issue for them. Woodhead's out, and uh, Matthews well, is out. Maybe he should just pass the fucking ball to Keenan. <laughs> it's pissing me off. <laughs> hey, remember, remember when I told you Keenan Allen might not have a great year this year? Like he's a fucking beast. He's gonna crush it. If he doesn't do anything against the Jaguars, I like mm. to pull the plug on him. <laughs> My waiver fantasy waiver pickup for the week is uh, Malcolm Floyd. Oh, yeah, he should be for the Chargers. Well, pretty much the whole team should do well against the Jaguars. Yeah. The only issue is if they go up like forty nothing, then stop throwing the ball. Yeah, Donald yeah. Brown would probably be a good play. All right, we got the next game is the Atlanta Falcons at the Minnesota Vikings. Um, the Falcons seem like the better team. I don't think the Vikings are bad. Um, losing the child beater has really affected Corderell Patterson because they can't get him in the game plan at all. All of a sudden, yeah, they need a uh, they need Peterson. They need to stack the box with ten guys and then opens up the field. I could see the Falcons choking this game away, but I'm going to pick them. It's indoors. Matty Ice knows how to throw indoors. This will be a blowout. It's outdoors. Minnesota's outside. What? Did they change stadiums? Yep. They don't play in a fucking... Nope. Alright, they might lose this game then. TCF Bank Stadium. When did they get this? Whoop whoop. Is this new this year? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still taking the Falcons. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care. I don't like the Vikings. They suck. And Teddy now, Bridgewater is the big news, though. He yeah, see, that's another thing. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Did you watch him at all? Teddy's better than Castle. Yeah, well, so is me. But Matt Ryan's a stud, so... Well, his receivers are studs. Yeah, his receivers are studs. We'll see if Roddy White comes in. Roddy's been hurt for, like, the last four years. So yes. Know. Oh! You're still going to throw him out. Yeah. Wow. It's a catcher. He's slow as fuck. He's yachty slow. Jeez. So, um, it's the Eagles at the Niners. Eagles! I'm taking the Niners. The, the Eagles' ruck, luck has to run out, although San Francisco has been terrible in every second half they've, ever, they've played this year. Yeah, I don't like their home field. Their fans suck this year with the new stadium. Go with the Eagles. I, I, the Eagles aren't that good. They shouldn't be 3-0. I feel like some sort of karma has Shady's come back gonna to Shady's going to pop off. He's going to get knocked you out. You can't contain Shady for four Ray games. Ray McDonald's going to pretend Shady McCoy is his wife and knock him out. Eagles run all over him. This game's over. I don't think you can run that easily on the Niners. Kaepernick 
just makes a lot of bad decisions. Yeah, but the, the Eagles' defense is bad. I trust Foles. If it comes in, if it comes down to a shootout, Eagles win. All right, I'm taking the Niners. They're at home. I don't think this Eagles team is good. They're going to the playoffs, baby. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna go to the playoffs, <laughs> but I don't think they're good. Those are two separate things. Their right. offense is good. All right, and now you have the New Orleans Saints versus the uh, Dallas Cowboys, who should have lost to the Rams, but somehow won. I don't know what happened there. Did you have you talked to your dad about it? Is he is he okay? Does he like the new quarterback? This guy, well, he's better than. Well, he takes more chances, at least. But he, he also threw a pick six to me. Uh, I <laughs> they don't both know. threw. There was like two pick sixes in the, in the last game. Austin Davis, three hundred twenty-seven yards, three touchdowns, two INTs. But you can't get off to a hotter start than the Rams did in that game. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one to zero, first quarter. Yep. The Cowboys a- answered on their next drive and scored a touchdown, and then got the ball back and got a field goal. Was there a pick right after their touchdown too? So then it became twenty-one ten. Yeah, the, yeah. Game. There's a pick six by Romo. And then the third quarter it was twenty-one twenty. Somehow they lost Des Bryant. Like he was, there wasn't anybody within thirty yards of him on a pass play. Oh, he, that guy should be covered. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I, I don't think he makes plays. And then uh, the Saints looked all right, um, but they're still the Saints. The Cubs Cards game has ended the sixth inning. I okay. think that's why your phone vibrated. Probably a booty call. Oh, burp. Nope. Going on back page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so I don't like the Cowboys, and their home field advantage is terrible. But I don't believe in the Saints either, and their defense is bad. This is going to be an exciting game, I think. It's going to be like 45-42. Yeah, this could be a shootout. Um, and I kind of want to pick Drew Brees over Tony Romo in a shootout. Give me Drew Breezy. Breezy-easy. It seems like everyone's picking the Saints. I feel like I should pick the Cowboys then, but I don't know. Cowboys are the smarter pick. That's the Sunday night game. So Monday night, we have the New England Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs. New England's look terrible. They're somehow 2-1. and one. They barely beat the Oakland Raiders somehow. <laughs> See, that was ugly. Kansas City has a real, uh, has a real home field advantage. They're not as bad as people thought. Well, they did get trounced at home by the Titans. Yeah, in week one, though. In week right? one. And then they gave the Broncos a really tough game, and then won last week. So, it's interesting. They can run the football. The Patriots can't really stop the run. They just beat Miami, who crushed the Patriots, like, 34-15 or something. I gotta go with the the Kansas City Chiefs here. I don't believe in the Patriots. Give me the Pats. Go the Chiefs, Chiefs, and I'm gonna pick the Chiefs, thirty-five, fourteen. What? Yeah, is wrong with you? I think this New England Patriots team is not good. Twenty-four. I've gone mad with power because I'm crushing you in this. I could just pick all the wrong <laughs> games and still beat you. I go twenty to seventeen. <laughs> Patriots. Gonna be ugly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Charles is out. Any other football thoughts? None. I don't have any. 
Oh, did you watch the Broncos Seahawks game? Yeah, that but, was actually a fun game. My favorite thing is uh, I think it was their second to last drives, and then uh, done posted on Facebook. Payne Manning always choking in the prime <laughs> game. <laughs> and then they get the ball oh, back with no. 52 seconds. <laughs> and he drives the length of the field and the two-point conversion to tie the game. Dude, they really exposed that defense, man. They ran the same play like four times in a row, and, it, and they completed three passes for a total of 80 yards and scored. I don't know what's crazy. Same route over and over and over. The football... The football two-minute drill where it seems like every team can somehow travel the field like it's no problem against any team. Or the you're down five in basketball and the guy comes down and drills a three every time. It's just what happens. Like, oh, it's a game again! And then they finally go up four. And People yeah. like in the clutch, or like in moments like that. Where it's not really clutch it, and it's like... Well, but football has to be a little different, right? There's no pressure because you have is to Is it the pressure's it. on the defense, so then they're like, we don't want to make a mistake, so kind of just keep everything in front of you and they can go 30 yards downfield? Well, it's kind of like, did you read Skip Bayless' article on Jay Cutler? Uh, I don't read anything from Skip Bayless. Well, anyway, this is, it's it's true, though. Like In moments like Jay, like against the 49ers, there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. You're already expected to lose at this point, so... He's just slinging the rock around, not even thinking about picks. And that's the same thing Manning was doing. He had to throw the ball, so don't worry so about it. So he's slinging the ball chunking. around when they're down uh, three points, and he just slings the ball around because there's no pressure to score a touchdown at that point? Is that what the argument was? Everyone thought that you guys were going to lose. He had, there's not, like If he threw a pick, no one's going to care. It's the games when he's leading, when he makes bad decisions where oh, so he holds on the ball too decisions, long. So it must be that he cares then, and so then he makes bad throws. That makes no sense. He's that's, worried about losing That logic's the game. stupid, but then he throws jump balls up. That seems like that uh, that's a person who doesn't care. He tries to squeeze the ball. He'll hold on to the ball too long, and he'll try to squeeze it into the tightest spot because he's got a rocket arm, and it gets tipped, and then he gets picked. But that seems like a person not thinking about it, just saying, I can make that throw. That's the same argument. He's uh, just he thinks he's right. just tossing the ball around. Well, he would do the same thing. No, it's the same thing as shooting. Like I used to shoot like eighty percent in the last five minutes of the game because I would just we'd be down by thirty and I would just start launching threes. I wouldn't think about it. I'd be like, I'm just gonna shoot the fucking ball, and I'd fucking start making them. But then when you start thinking about if you should shoot it or not, that's when you miss. It's kind of the same thing in football. It's gotta be. Yeah. But that that line of thinking doesn't make any sense to me. Applying it to Jay Cutler in that Niners game it makes perfect sense. It's the exact same thing. Well, th- that makes sense if he they get up they got up to behind three, and then he throws a pick because then he has to think about it. But they got close, and then he kept throwing well. So like then it's just a rhythm. He got a rhythm thing in. He had to throw the ball. You guys are running out of time. It's not like you scored with. When did you guys score? There's only like. Three minutes left when you guys took the lead, right? Or four minutes? You guys scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter or something like that. No, I understand. So, but I'm saying eventually there's pressure on him. He should start thinking about it at that point, right? Or his brain just turned off at that point because he's been chucking well, it around. Yeah, at that point, I think he was in a pretty good rhythm. Okay. Plus, so, he wasn't really... There weren't a lot of difficult throws anyway that he made, but mm-hmm. he wasn't really thinking about it. That seems silly to me because then it would be the same thing if you're down 
six or whatever and he needs to play make plays, he wouldn't be worried about making picks in that situation because he knows he needs to throw to score points. Then it wouldn't matter the situation unless they're up well, seventeen and then he but he doesn't have an issue of we're up seventeen and then we let up a big lead. If you're down That's six That's not his. His issue is they're throwing, they're throwing, and they're getting picked off, and then he has a disastrous game, and it starts from the beginning. It's never like, oh, he's playing awesome, and then he crashes. He crashes a lot. No, but it's from the beginning of the like game. any moment in time. It's, it's the crash. beginning of the game. It's never... He's never had four touchdown game, and all of a sudden throwing three straight picks on the next drives. Well, he's just not a very good quarterback, but... <laughs> He makes a lot of bonehead decisions. Like this is just a silly argument. It doesn't make any sense. That argument is stupid. Never I mean, listen to Skip Bayless. What he's saying is craziness. I've been saying this for years, but Skip put it in writing, and it does make a lot of sense. He's afraid of pressure moments. Mm-hmm. And that was not a pressure moment for him. Yep. It's not a pressure moment when your team's down and they need to score a touchdown. I mean... And he brings him down to score a touchdown. <laughs> that's no pressure. You just, you just don't like people talking about Jake Cutler. No, that's the, the stupid <laughs> argument. The The better argument is he's bad all the time. Even and The announcers, everyone in Chicago, the announcers, everyone thought that game was in the bag. Right. But then the, but eventually the game's no longer, no longer in the bag and they're coming back. Yeah, well, that, shouldn't the pressure come back, or then this pressure obviously well, doesn't exist? He was just slinging the ball around, and for one, Marshall made one of the most incredible catches I've ever seen with that one-handed mm-hmm. throw. That was, it was about, a great catch. It's like five feet off of target from Keller. He was just launching the ball everywhere. He probably got lucky that he didn't screw up more, but they were just in a rhythm, dude. Everything he threw was caught by Marshall. Okay. The better argument is he's he's not a good quarterback and he goes through hot and cold streak. There's nothing about silly pressure or he slings the ball around. There and is certain, pressure. There is pressure, but I don't think that's Jay Cutler's issue. I think Jay Cutler is just a yeah. hot and cold quarterback. Talking about the guy who sat out of the playoffs because he thought he was hurt. He was hurt. Because of the pressure. He was hurt. It wasn't thought it was, it was, thought it was hurt. He's a pussy. Yeah, wait, wait, no. What? What's the? What was the? Oh, he got crushed, and then he threw three touchdowns. But it's because he's a pussy. He's a bitch. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we'll take a break, and then we're gonna go down our countdown, top twenty, or one hundred to eighty-one. Uh, and I'll go over how I'm doing it, and Wes will talk about how he's doing it. We're doing very different ways. If we just kind of did it on how we feel about players, I feel like we'd have two similar lists. And, like, just guys move down by one or two. So I did something a little different to try to uh, generate some conversation. And I think it will allow us to talk about guys we wouldn't otherwise talk about. All right. right. So we'll be back. You guys are already you already clinched the playoffs. You bungled your way to the, <laughs> did not play good baseball all year, and all of a sudden, oh, we we just got. Our score, our I think we're more games over five hundred than we are. Like, mm-hmm. Our score differential. Mm-hmm. 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 
Welcome to Drunk Sports. Welcome back, that is. Uh, I'm Matt Sherry still, and that's still West Strange. Alright, so we're going to do uh, the first part of our five-part series of ranking players from 1 to 100. Um, so what I've done the past two days is I've tried to come up with a formula to rank all the players. So what I did, I went to the, I went to Best Ball Reference, and they allow you to export their information basically see see so I exported um, basically the advanced stats and the normal stats but I really just used the advanced ones for for what I'm doing um, so first of all there's a thing called offensive rating and defensive rating right so yeah. offensive rating is how many points your team scores when you're on the floor defensive rating is how many points you let up when you when you're on the floor mm-hmm. it's basically a plus minus so it's a little fancier um, it's a little adjusted for pace but it doesn't really matter the way I'm using it for pace reasons. So I started with the fact of, all right, if it's just a plus minus and it's over a full year, then a fair reading of a player is their offensive rating minus the defensive rating. That's just the first part of it, right? Okay. And what if you do just that, big men are really overrated because their defensive rating is always higher. Like if yeah. you have a real legit seven-footer, when I originally did it, I think – eight of the top ten were centers. I said, all right, that does make sense for the top players. <laughs> so then I put in uh, a component that adds in usage percentage. So this this will help their o- offensive rating, or should aid it. So if I have a lot of possession of the ball, and my offensive rating is high, it will it add a, basically I have a larger impact on the game. My, my whole thing around this is I want to track how big of an impact a single player has on his team's games and how that affects gotcha. his teams possibly. So the the usage percentage is in there. Does this skew it towards the point guards? It doesn't. Really. Doesn't? It basically so like even a high percentage guy like Mello isn't crazy higher after that. It it kind of it it lowers a lot of guys who are under under like fourteen percent usage or something like the the common usage is like eighteen like if you were just an average player getting the ball, so like if you're just really low like at a fourteen percent then it's gonna bump you down and if you're high it's gonna move you up higher okay yeah so then I have usage rating, but I didn't like that just that on its own because then I had some outliers that only played a few games, so I could have either a filtered them out and just said you need an minimum level minutes Mm. but what I did instead was I took minutes per game and so I multiplied it on the percentage of 48 minutes it's a little different for overtime so there's some but overall teams generally have the same I looked into it generally have the same amount of overtime games so it's just per 48 minutes so the minutes per game divided by 48 yeah and then added that into the formula and then I also put in <laughs> games played out of 82. So that's also put into the formula of if you played 50 games, you're going to have less impact on your team season, less impact on your team. So that's all in. So all three of those in. I have a really strong top 10. Uh, I looked at some other things. There's people who are way lower than you think, and there's people way higher than you think. Um, this, hates, this formula hates rookies. I'll go to the first, the, t- the bottom ten is mostly top picks, because basically what happens if if you don't play a lot, 
Um, it's going to cut down your negative number, like, because if you have a negative rating, it's going to cut down your negative rating number much higher because you're going to have a smaller percentage or whatever. Okay. But if you play a lot and you're on a bad team, it's going to kill you. So, top picks like Michael Carter Williams, Oladipo, Trey Burke are on the bottom of the list because they play a lot and they're on bad teams. Second to last, makes me feel good, Josh Smith. Josh Smith. That yeah. means I'm doing something right. Yeah, Tony Roden's also way down there. Evan the Villain Turner's down there. Brandon Knight's down there. Dion Waiters, Ben Lacamoire, and OJ Mayo. So, as you can tell, these are guys on bad teams that play a lot. The surprising guy who's on here is the Gordon Hayward is like 15th to last. Oof. So, it penalizes some guys on bad teams, but Kevin Love's still in the top five. So... If you're a transcendent player, you're gonna, you're going to affect your team. Well, possibly. his team was, yeah. When it comes to Kevin Love, he was, he was actually his team was really good when he was on the floor. Right. When he went to the bench, his team just got mm-hmm. slaughtered. So, yeah, I can see why he'd be at the top. Yeah. All right. Guess who also is down there? Austin Rivers. Still not good. <laughs> okay, he's terrible. <laughs> he's like four string point guard now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, I'll also talk about, um, so 105 is John Luer. He's a pretty good p- player at Memphis. He doesn't play a lot. 104 is Brandon Bass. People thought he's a Bass. good player. but He always does decent. He's not. So like these, it, the, the problem with this stat, it's basically going to tell you who's really good and who's really bad. This middle section is going to be a tweak. That's the hardest point. part by far. Because if, I, if you... Basically, since it starts at offensive rating minus defensive rating, if you're like even there, you're screwed because it's zero, and then the rest of it's not going to matter. So like the first, the first thirty-five for me were easy. And the then top thirty-five. The last sixty-five were hard. Yeah. So the this was this was better for me almost because um, it kind of cut out the. Oh well, this guy's like good, and this guy's good, and either of them can go. Once you get past like sixty, it's kind of a group of guys that are good or not good. So I like this way, and I think it's going to talk about people that we don't normally talk about, including one guy who made it over this group of player: Kyle Singler, Costa Kufus, Clay Thompson, and Brandon Bass just missed the cut. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Oh come on. Yes. So, and that's surprising. So, basically people say he's a good defender, but his offensive rating is 108 and his defensive rating is 106. So, he's starting at a deficit there. And then, also because he spends a lot of the time on the floor with, with Seth, or Steph, that is. Steph. Steph Curry, his usage rating takes a plummet, so then it shrinks it down even more. Yeah, his usage rating is not very high. So, if he, if he went on another team, if he sends the next, next year or whenever it is, with another team, I could see him being a huge riser in here because his usage rating is down. Yeah. Now, do if you, you take, see if you take him off the team? The it's team very di- different. The team it's dynamic just goes to shit. It's very different. But this also might tell me if if you replace Clay Thompson with a Kyle Korver, does it go crazy bad? Well, Korver. We'll see. Korver doesn't have a high usage rate either. His is pretty low. No, but I think he actually makes the top hundred. Because yeah, he probably does. He's just because so of his efficiency. Yeah. 
I originally did this with like um, PER instead of. He usage. shouldn't be ahead of Clay though. He shouldn't. No. Yeah. Well, a lot of these guys shouldn't be ahead of Clay, but I I like to do this because it's going to. We're gonna talk. My original thought was we're gonna talk about guys that we wouldn't talk about otherwise. Okay. But because you're gonna hit all the guys I like, and we'll talk about whether they should be higher or lower. Okay. And if you hit it, well, go away from it. That's yeah. fine. But, it, like, it slowly dawned on me, like, original, like, yeah, this is great. I'm going to make millions of dollars off this thing. <laughs> and then I, like, looked at it longer and longer. I was like, oh, you know what? No. But you know what I'm happy about? Roy Hibbert doesn't make this list. Roy Hibbert doesn't make my list. Because <laughs> I thought his, I thought, that, like, his offensive defense rating was just going to be, like, a huge... Gap, no, it's, it's really. two points too. He doesn't. He's got a tiny usage rating. He's he's basically just there to deflect shots at the rim. He doesn't play as many minutes as you would think. He's under thirty. So, so what? Is, what were your uh, thoughts when you were ranking people? Like, what was? What were the main focuses for you? So the main focus for mine was. Well, first off, I had to pull a depth chart to see where these players were because mm-hmm. there are about 20 players on here that switched teams I didn't even know about. Yeah, so also mine's more of, since I just pulled for 2014, mine's more of a concluding stat. Like, There's one player This is really This is more like, used for MVP, I think, voting than it would be used for predictions. Predictions, yeah. There was one player I really liked. I wanted to put him in the top 50, but now he's a backup point guard for Phoenix, so... I, I put him in the top 100, but he'll be on today's show. Mm, is it the guy that is trying to find his way out of Phoenix right now? No. No, no, no. It's Isaiah Thomas is the one. I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I uh, I used a... Well, I love PER, so I used PER for a lot of it just to sort out who was Just efficient. to give you, a, give you a list yeah. to move around. Yeah, and then I used... To shorten down the list of NBA players, first thing I do is if they play less than 15 minutes a game, I just cut them completely off the mm-hmm. chart. Yeah, and that's what I, I try to do to basically kind of... And then I use... I was starting to use the wind shares, but then I was having an issue with Kobe and Wade, who were injured a lot. So then I had to kind of chop up the wind shares, divide it by the number of games they actually played, and then times that times the full season. Well, isn't that kind of wind shares by... Like per 48, 48 or no? Well, it's a little different. It's a little different because it, it, it you could what, probably do just wind shares times forty eight. It, it ended up yeah, it's something weird. Like because it ended up putting them, it switched the order somewhat. I don't know how it worked out, but yeah, I don't know. But but, but so that was your general your general guidelines were. I was trying PR to get Dwayne Wade up because Dwayne Wade was at the bottom, and I was trying to get him up towards the top third. Mm-hmm. And somehow I was eventually able to get him up there, like. But um, so yeah, those are the kind of the two figures, and then eventually after like the top fifty, I ha- I just kind of started sorting through. I was comparing them to like who I would draft, right? Like because I know like there's like five or ten players that are about similar, and I just started like drafting them myself if I was starting a team. And mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's gonna be some error involved here because oh, absolutely. Some of these guys I don't have a lot of familiarity with. So there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be a couple games. Um. We'll wait till your roommate comes in. Uh-huh. Um, there's going to be some issues, I think, where 
People are going to be higher or lower. I'm sure on my list because it's so weird. And you're so there's going to be somebody be like, where is blank that we both just dropped on? But there's a couple of players where I'm interested in where you put them. One, Mellow, because I know you're a huge Mellow fan, so I wonder where he lies for you. And then um, I'm guessing you don't have Derrick Rose in there. Did, did he make the cut? Yeah, Rose is in there. And then Dang and Oh, he was Noah. the other one. I had to get Rose and Kobe. I had to get the Rose, Kobe, and Wade. I, I feel like up. Kobe's harder than Rose. Because like, Rose, I could easily just say, eh, we'll throw him in at 80 because he'll be a good... Even though he's not back to his old form, he'll become a good point guard, but not a great one. So you could just throw him in there and then whatever. But Kobe could be... Doesn't really play again like because he's so far away. Yeah, you're going to be shocked with mine. Okay. They're in there. All right, so we'll move on. I'll, I'll start with my first player. I'm guessing you don't have him on there. I had to research him after he made number 100, Jeff Adrian. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah, so Jeff Adrian. He played on two teams last year. Jeff Adrian is on the Rockets. Mm-hmm. So he played on two teams last year. Um, Back up to Terrence Jones. <laughs> yeah, Terrence Jones is really loved by my system as well. He's so, very efficient. So, and I feel like all the Houston guys are going to be a little inflated because of the pace, because they shoot so much, so many threes. So they might just be on a good offense. Um, but their defense is terrible. So I also have a UGT system. Where it's, it's the same with the minutes and the games, but I don't put usage in there. And so he wouldn't, he wouldn't be on, for the UGEAT system, he'd be up even higher than this. Mm. So if I don't add usage percentage, which is low, it's 17. Um, and so he's, he's barely better than Singler. So like if I round it, I've rounded to two decimals right now. To make sense of this, it gets down to 0.34. Um, here and so 0.34 is the the limit at 100. So from 0.34 to let's say to 0.2, that goes down to 135, and Mario Chalmers gets involved. Mario, yeah, you don't want him in there. <laughs> so the number 100, Jeff Adrian. Uh, let's see, what did he do last year? He had six points, seven points a game. <laughs> <laughs> Six rebounds a game, which is pretty good. Seven and six for a backup, backup forward. Not bad. So that means he was basically producing when he got in, and my number's like that. So He's efficient. Does that mean he's going to become a better player if he gets more minutes? Probably not. But right, right, right. he just makes the cut. He probably had a, a string of games. Uh, he's played he played in 53 of the games, so almost as many as Dwayne Wade. Uh, and he's a decent player. He's a guy that probably is gonna gonna end up like a poor man's Taj Gibson, but bounce around and be good for everybody he plays for. Maybe Drew Gooden's better. You could play like a Chris Anderson role. Yeah, you know what my system loves Chris Anderson. I know those those guys get deleted from my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Anderson did. <laughs> so we get to talk they, about. They love him. Chris Anderson too. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. So my number one hundred was Boris Diaw. 
Diaz. I, was, I love it. I was really searching when I got down to the last five. Uh-huh. And I got to the point where I was like, you know, for how bad Boris tore up the Miami Heat in the finals, I'm throwing him on here. And not even he that. deserves it. And not even that. Tore up Spain in the World Championships. He was the reason France won. He was, he was pulling the point guard at the top of the key, driving and ones. Jeez. Slinging the ball around. Boris Dia, baby. He knows how to play basketball. Boris. He knows the game. Don't slash the pot on Boris. I don't really have a lot of lot to defend him on other than the fact that he's efficient and he fits in perfectly with the Spurs. Let me put it this way. He seems like a guy, if you play pickup basketball with him, A, it would be great to play with. B, probably doesn't want to shoot and is just setting you up with layups if you back cut to the hoop every time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, like, and then somebody on the other team... Talks a little shit, and then he just he starts raining down shit on everybody. <laughs> and the Spurs were the only team that got six players into the top 100 for my oh yeah thing with Boris. Uh, I could check how many they have on mine real quick. Spurs. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten for me. And I had Swaggy P and Paul George as honorary uh, members of the of the top hundred. Top hundred. Swaggy P and who? Paul George. Oh, so you since, don't you didn't rank Paul George because he's in, he's injured. Not yeah, play. since he's out the whole year, I didn't throw him in there. Yeah, so he's on mine because it's a pretty good stuff. But did you hear me? I have ten guys from the Spurs that make. <laughs> oh shit! Well, a couple guys can get thrown out. Like I see Corey Joseph is in here. He probably should be thrown out, but. Um, so that's fun. The Spurs, because you thought my system was going to hate on the Spurs because they don't play enough. Right. But it, I think what it, it ends up doing, it, what what it ends up doing, is that uh, it pushes more guys in, and it'll deflate the value of the top guys. It puts so. them all towards the middle, probably. But it pushes them all towards the middle. Exactly. All right. So number ninety-nine is going to be a controversial pick. I'm wondering where you have him in yours. Darren Williams. Darren. Number 99. Yeah. He played pretty badly last year. That team wasn't good, and it was mostly because of him. You know, he actually, like his efficiency numbers were not that bad. It was just, not. He just didn't get a lot of playing time. They really liked. I mean, he played 32 minutes a game. Sean Livingston played well, and they just they liked that change of pace. I think mm-hmm. he brought a different element to the team, and they just kind of ran with it. So yeah, he didn't have a great year, but he did not. I'm not gonna argue with it. I mean, I, I put him higher, but I didn't really love like anywhere from 45 to 100. You could have argued on any of these guys. Absolutely. Oh, you know what I was gonna tell you? So I tried to. Um, I went to different years. Uh, because I couldn't get a full dump out of like careers from this, so I just went to different years that like happened to make sure like it made sense as a statistical model. Like I didn't go to one year and all of a sudden uh, Georgie Mears sounds at number one. <laughs> <laughs> so like when I did it, Michael Jordan was for from ninety to ninety eight when he played, he was number, number one, one on each each one. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to kick him out of there. Yeah, so like he got. So he got the score of oh, this is one not that good one. Got to move to she one. Is that right? Yeah, whatever. 
So he he got one overall. Then Hakeem, then Carl Malone. This is ninety three, by the way. And I'll show you why centers are going to be overly involved in the list. Jordan, Hakeem, Malone, Barkley, Brad Doherty above David Robinson, Patrick Union, and then Larry Nance, then Reggie Miller. Wow. So that's 93, and then I... Uh, Scotty Pippen was really low on the list, so I wanted to see Scotty Pippen's best year, like what happened. So I went to 95. Right. And so this was when... Um, David Robinson tore the league apart, basically. And uh, so he's he's up there. He's number one. Then Malone. Then O'Neal at his age 22 season is third best in the league, according to this. Then the surprise, Detlef Shrimp. Then Johnson. Detlef. Then Miller Pippen gets in at seven. Barkley, a surprise, Dano Barros impersonation. And Clyde <laughs> And then what's the other one I did? I did Derrick Rose's MVP year, where he ends up twentieth, no eleventh, I think, no seventh. So it it also didn't give it to LeBron James number one that year. It was Dwight Howard. Oh jeez, Dwight Howard by a healthy margin too. It's a joke. Dwight Howard, LeBron, then Pau Gasol, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, Paul Pierce, Derrick Rose. All right. Move on. My number 99 is Ersan Ilyasova. Ilyasova. Interesting pick. So he, I was was the, he was the sleeper last year. You know, to be... I used to, uh, when I played, a couple of years ago when I played fantasy, this guy was just a baller for my team for one of the one of the bench players, like the utility players. He was just a... He was the pick this year where I let people like picking the Bucks to be a borderline playoff team. And I, he completely stunk last year. I feel like he's going to have a decent year just because somebody's got to produce on this Bucks team. You don't believe in Giannis Antetokounmpo? I just like the only team that doesn't have any representation is the Sixers. <laughs> so, the well, they did it on purpose, right? <laughs> the only team that didn't make the top 100. So, yeah, that's my pick. Like I said, I don't, I don't love this guy. I could have put in a bunch of players in his spot, right. probably. But. but you have an affinity from him for, just for my fantasy league. Yeah. So like when you did the per thing, like did it, did people bunch up around the sixty point two, or where did you start seeing like a break where it started to be well, you know, general preference? PR it doesn't work after like thirty because, like for example, let me see here. Um, DeMar DeRozan was ranked, like, 25th in PER. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I had to hold him back a while, but he, uh, everything, everything. I thought he played ba- great in the He did. Like, if so. you look at utility or usage rate, if you look at PER, if you look at wind shares, points, mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan's, like, towards the top. Yeah, I mean, if, but, I, if I were the Heat, instead of signing... Luol Deng, I probably would have been trying to trade everything to get DeMar DeRozan. Basically, he's a good player. Version. I don't think he was a top twenty-five player for going into this year, but no, nope. no, nope. this is true. This is true. So we'll move on, and we have a uh, big man who played a lot of minutes last year because of an Al Horford injury. Elton Brand at number ninety-eight. 
Um, this is a lot more results, and uh, he really revitalized his career because he was was he in Philly before? He was in the Philly, year and he went to the Clippers. Yeah. So he played really well. He actually had a nice, nice bounce back year. This is a guy that um, would have been a lot higher if I didn't put any sort of um, usage or minutes or anything like that. The only problem but is I don't know if he's on a roster right now. Is he not on a roster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did not check that. In a top 100 player here, not on a roster. Hey. That sounds like a good sign to me. Uh, no, he signed, he signed with the Hawks four hours ago. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Boom! He's on a roster. We had a guy in our uh, fantasy football draft try to draft Sidney Rice, who retired, I think, last year. Or yeah. Last year. And it was like the seventh or eighth. It was pretty early. And the rest of the football draft, people were making fun of him. Like, oh, he's bounce back. He's ready for a bounce back year. Dude, we you guys remember Adrian Peterson who played for the Bears? Yeah, that was that was my brother's favorite move in auction drafts. Yeah. Oh, drop him in! I'll drop him in! <laughs> we threw him out as the number one pick in an auction draft, and he went for like seventy five dollars. <laughs> I remember part. I don't think he had a picture either. And the guy just logged on. He's like, "Fuck this!" And he logged on. <laughs> All right, sorry. So All you right. had Elton Brand. Elton Brand, number ninety-eight. Just got picked up. I got Mick Bob. Joshy Mick Bob. I like that. I had to drop him down. I was gonna put him higher, but then I don't know. He's probably not gonna get as much usage at from Miami. No, he won't. But who knows uh, with. With uh, Dwayne Wade uh, resting every three games, <laughs> he might be the point man. I think Wade's gonna have to play this year. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be McRoberts at the high post, dri- dishing and dri- or driving and dishing to Chris Bosh in the corner threes. Troy Ball, big man to big man. Whoever's more threes, Love or Bosh this year. I'm gonna say Bosh. He's gonna jack up about forty. Oh, who's going to? I'm going to guess that Cleveland's going to try to get Kevin Love to stay closer around the basket for offensive rebounds. Or they might like they'll they'll design they'll design plays for him to shoot threes, but he'll probably shoot less threes this year than he did last year. Yeah, I think so. I'll agree with that. And he'll, his percentage will go up. He was way too. He age. played too far away from the basket. Yep. Agreed. Josh McBob. Very interesting. Here's another backup. This this formula loves the Pacers because they're such good defensively, but they can't score. CJ Watson, <laughs> number ninety-seven. It's gonna be interesting because I have a lot of big name players and a lot of middle card players. So, but I think it comes to the fact and comes back to don't pay that mid-level talent. Big bucks because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like those are always the cra- contracts that kill teams, are guys that oh they could do something and then never do, and they're getting paid twelve million dollars a year to do something a four yeah, million dollar a year. There's guy a lot of bad do. contracts out there. So I got C.J. Watson. I don't love C.J. Watson, but um, he's he's one of the best point backup point guard options in the league. I got Dion Waiters at ninety seven. Dion Waiters, really? And the only reason I put this him is in a here, future potential pick right here, right? A, yeah. This is LeBron is going to pull some Jesus shit. 
raise Dion Waiters' level of play up to a point where he's not terrible. He wasn't actually like the. At like 100, I was actually getting close to him. Like mm-hmm. when you're looking at efficiency numbers, and well, he's not a very efficient guy, but no. wind shares he did all right. And I think his efficiency will be pulled up by LeBron because he should get some wide open looks this year. Now I'm sure you didn't look at this because I wouldn't look at this either. And he's the fifth player. For I'd the be Cavs interested to see to the list. what his catch and shoot numbers are. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't dig that. Because he seems like the kind of guy who likes to shoot off the bounce. I think he's a decent spot-up shooter. And he might be, but I could see him like getting an open shot and then like faking it to put it on the floor so he can take a kind of open, kind of contested 18-footer instead of a three. That's what LeBron's for. He's going to get yelled at a few times. <laughs> Him and Kyrie are both going to get yelled at a lot. Yes. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. All right, we're going to 96, and it's time for old man uh, Paul Pierce. Coming in with Paul Pierce. Um, I don't know if this seems about the right range, I think, for him in general, but I think he may get higher on your list just on name alone. But just from his age, he's yeah. he's in a good place this year. My list definitely values veteran leadership more right. than mine. Mine is a very snapshot list, so... Where did Paul Pierce go nowadays? Da, 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 da. Oh, I can't remember. Paul Pierce with the Warriors. The Wizards. Wizards, yeah. So that'd be interesting. So he's replacing Ariza. He's not going to have the same defense, but he's going to shoot better. Ariza had a really good year last year, so we'll see if... Ariza, the champion of the contract I don't year. know if Paul Pierce can do what Ariza did last year. No, we'll and all, the, all these Wizard fans are going to be... He's going to bring that veteran leadership. He's going to win us playoff series because he's a veteran. A veteran. There are a few teams, though, like, when I was doing the rankings, like, the Wizards are one of those teams that they have a lot of guys that are in, like, the 30 to, like, 75 range. Mm-hmm. They don't have any great players, but they got a lot of good They players. have a lot of above average. Like, yeah. let me see. Everyone on the floor is decent. They don't have any superstars, mm-hmm. but everyone can play. Yeah, let's see, let's see. I have some controversial rankings up for the Washington Wizards. It'll be interesting to see. All right. Ah, so you'll move on. Number 96 for you. 96, Danny Green. Danny Green! And he's, he kind of fell, a lot of the Spurs fell down in my rankings just because they don't get a lot of usage. And, and so, you know, I like none of them were that important during the regular season. They just mesh so well that Well, here's the other thing. It feels like they lose these guys and then they find somebody yeah. else who does the exact They'll same thing. They'll find somebody to plug and in. And they plug in and play. So, so it's like Green, are they important or is it just the fact that Spurs are such a good organization? If Danny Green was on that. another team, he'd be higher. I would like if he played for well, you plug him into the Cavs and he's gonna make like seven threes a game. But he's good. So, and here's the thing, like, so, there's a lot of talk, I don't know if you read the Zach Lowe article on, like, um, trying to extend the, like, guys up for contract next year right now to get, like, reasonable contracts. So, like, the big name is Jimmy Butler for the Bulls and whether they should sign him or not. Apparently some exec told, um, not Zach Lowe, but another beat reporter, that, um, 
Yeah, we would offer Jimmy Butler the max and not have an issue with it. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> he's not worth the max. He can't even he shot like under thirty percent from three last year. Yeah, no, he's not worth the max. He's a good defender, no. wing defender. Clay's not worth the max, but he's definitely gonna get it. Yeah, Clay's gonna get the max. He's not worth it either. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you don't want to. Pay those guys the max. That's that's why there's a lot Although, of shit teams in the league. Here's the other they thing: screw up. If you pay the max now, supposedly the cap's going to go up huge. So, I could see spending go way up now and say, "Oh, well, you know, we we locked them into these going to be nice contracts." Right. But we'll see. We shall see. So I'm on. What, that was Danny Green for you. So number ninety-five. The one, the only, Eric Bledsoe. He's a little low on this list, but he got injured last year, so he lost a lot of games. That's why he Eric fell, Bledsoe, yeah. fell down on mine. Shooting also, guard. yeah. So it was weird. So these, this originally ranked or listed Dragic as the shooting guard and Bledsoe as the point guard, which was interesting to me. I was like, Dragic has the ball all the time. Yeah. Um, but. I like Bledsoe a lot. I like him better than these rankings have him, for sure. Um, but I see that as being a sour situation in Phoenix between those two. So if he's not traded, I could see him having a quite a down year. Especially if Isaiah Thomas is in the mix. Yeah, Isaiah is now backup. So, <laughs> Three-point guards on the team. <laughs> so if you just move Isaiah Thomas in there. Three guys who would be a decent to above average starting point guard on any team. So... I was a little shocked when I saw that. I don't know why they picked up Isaiah. I think it's because they think they're going to lose Eric Bledsoe, so they're like, we're going to... I don't know why they need two point guards that are good. I think, they're fine. One. I think they're fine with two point guard lineups. That's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> so that's Eric Bledsoe. Um, he got thing down because he only played 43 games. So I'm gonna, I'll do two here because they're on the same team. Okay. 94 and 95, I got Rubio and Kevin Martin. I think they're both they both should do a little bit better points wise and usage wise without the big dog Kevin Love hanging around. Efficiency might go down a little bit. Do we know Robio is good? No, he's not I'm not saying he's that good. He's gonna have the ball in his hands all the time though. Yeah, but now he has no one to pass to. Good Kevin Martin, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Kevin Martin just launched threes all day. But I don't think Kevin Martin's going to be that good either, especially when he's going to be... He's still a good shooter. Yeah, but who they have taken pressure away from? Thaddeus Young? Thaddeus Young, I actually like that pickup. I, I think he's a, he's a good I would player. like that pickup, not for their situation, because they should kind of be playing Young so they can get another lottery pick. They have, High lottery uh, pick. Yeah, he's, actually, he's kind of young, though. He is young. He's not old. Well, he's he's like really 27, good. right? What? Something like that. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Thaddeus. 25. 25. So it'll be 26 this year? It's not bad. They got some veteran le- leadership on the floor. They, yeah, need, they need somebody for these guys. Their game, their point for this season is not to win. It should be, we want to see you guys play well together on offense and defense. You got to get a little confidence, though. You can't have everyone out there sucking... Yes, somebody's got to leave. 76ers disagree. They're going to be bad for a long time. <laughs> I don't know. I like their, how their teams run. You need a good out. mixture of youth and veteran. That's how I feel. 
We'll see. We'll All right, see. so you're 94. 94. He had a little bit of a renaissance until he turned out to be an old man. Jermaine O'Neal goes to 94. <laughs> he got some quality minutes in the postseason. <laughs> yes, sir. Since everyone on Golden State was injured. Jermaine O'Neal. He had that one big uh, postseason game. He might not be on a team right now. I can see him not being signed anymore. Yeah, I'm sure Golden State. Yeah. Undecided field play this season. So he might be bumped out. But uh, I'm guessing he'll come back because they're going to give him $4 million. So it's tough not to turn that down. Jermaine, not a lot to say about that guy. No. Uh, remember when he probably could have been a champ, uh, win a ring if Meta World Peace decided not to go into the stands and start punching people? <laughs> that would have been interesting. I think but. Meta made the right choice. <laughs> By the way, this, don't you find it weird? Shouldn't meta only have one T? Does it mean something that an actual meta? He doesn't, dude. He was probably high when he wrote down that name. You just sent me a link. We'll talk about he has teddy bear shoes. He does, yeah. They're <laughs> available by Tuesday on his website. Yeah, today. I looked on his website. Or is it next Tuesday? Oh, it might be next Tuesday. Or it could be today. I said Tuesday. I looked on the site. I did, did not you see, see the any. shoe? I, did not, I saw the shoe, the picture of the shoe. The, the teddy bear does not come off. No. He made he made that abundantly clear on the Twitter. The teddy bear is not detachable, and the ears of the teddy bear are also not detachable. What, so, what a guy. Wow. I can't wait for you to show up next week with some Metal World Peace shoes. If they're $10. They're only 200 bucks. $200 I'm not doing. <laughs> All right. We're moving on. Who you got? 93. Oh, should I go again? Yeah, go ahead. So 93 is a guy... You like a lot, and I think it's probably going to be higher on yours, but maybe this is the right place for him. Mike Miller Mike. makes the list. I don't even have him on the, my list. No, really? He's not going to play enough. You don't think so? If he, uh, he puts in, he's like Chris Anderson, he puts in quality minutes. He just, he's only going to play like 17 minutes a game. I can see him playing. He played 20 minutes a game this year. Unless somebody gets hurt, then he might be forced into a. Bigger role. He played all 82 games for probably the first time in like 107 years. I think they're going to take it easy on him, given his past injuries. I like him, though. He's one of my favorites in mm-hmm. the league. But 93's right, then for two, two. Yeah, right. yeah, you could put him up there. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, because 93 isn't crazy. He did win um, a championship for the Heat mm-hmm. by just crushing And he'll be important come playoff time if it's not for the rest Absolutely. Season. He loves playing with LeBron. And he's, I think he's an underrated defender because he can guard kind of two threes and fours. Yeah, for he's, sure. he's good when he's healthy. So, that'll be exciting to see. All right. You're he's 93. Usually held together by duct tape. Hey, you know, you know what the problem is? He should just play without shoes at all because times. Jose Calderon. Jose Calderon. And I didn't really want to put him in here, but... You know he's efficient. All the advanced stats love him. He's efficient. He can make. He can knock down shots. And I needed somebody other than Melo on the list from the Knicks. <laughs> so that's why I made it. That team is going to be awful. Though. That team's going to be much God. better though without Raymond Felton eating his way through the backcourt. They'll be better, but they're going to be bad. Yes. Yes, they will be. I do like Clay Anthony early though. He's the bright spot for the future. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if he gets. Uh, what's his name? Glenn Rice, right? 
Is Rice Jr. on that team, or is it uh, Hardaway? Hardaway oh, Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't Har- like him as much. I think he's. A, I think he'll be a good Mike Miller type in his later years. Well, he'll he'll make threes once he calms down. Yeah, he's gonna be a nice role player. He's never gonna be a star. He'll be a nice seventh man up, seventh guy. Something like I that. See that. Number ninety-two, and this is going to ruffle some feathers. Oh. Ty Lawson of the Denver Nuggets. So this is just an interesting pick. He only played sixty-two games, so that that's the merits right there in my system. He play a lot. He plays a lot of minutes when he does play. Otherwise, he would be much lower. The issue is he's not a good defender, so that offensive defensive rating really plummets for him. Um, if you don't take usage into account, he really gets hurt. But when you do, he get he gets bumped up a little bit. And actually, the playing time kind of helps him compared to some other players. But Ty Lawson, I like him a lot when I, I like watch that. him play. He's yeah. fun to watch. But um, he's a baller. Is that a game? House. Oh, it's, oh. Just... <laughs> it's lost. Put your hands up. All right, I got Larry Sanders at 92. Larry Sanders, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Second Bucks player. <laughs> I thought I was a, I thought I didn't think I was going to have any. Second and last? Ended up with two. Yeah, that's it for the Bucks. <laughs> the Bucks are out. Jabari is going to have one of the most inefficient rookie seasons ever probably. Mm, kind of huh. like his kind of like his Duke. Let's see. Do I have any? I have no Milwaukee Bucks in my top hundred. And the top one is Miroslav Radulchka. Mm. He played 48 games in nine minutes a game. So that basically means their team was bad. But we'll see. Anyways. Is that all you got to say on uh, yeah. good old I don't, Larry Sanders? I've never really watched him play. Uh, Larry Sanders is a lot of fun to watch play. From VCU. Um, Didn't know that. He's kind of a dick on the court, so he gets suspended a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He could be a Dennis Rodman type player. Good, uh, good. Nothing wrong with that. I think think he deserves a top 100, but he's a possibility of really flaming out. Brandon Jennings style. So even worse than number 92, Ty Lawson, is my number 91. Overall player, according to the oh, I never mentioned what the, my stat name was. The Yajits <laughs> stat system. I actually I have the Jeets as just being the um, usage times defensive rating or rating difference, and then I have Jeets percentage of minutes played <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, as the actual stat I'm using. So number ninety one, Tony Parker. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. So, as I said earlier, the system kind of condenses the Spurs into... I have 10 Spurs on the list, and he's the 10th ranked Spur. But that's because he was rested the most of any of the guys on the team. Um, his usage is really high, um, but actually his defensive rating is kind of low. Because um, he's not... He's actually not a great defender. They kind of have to hide him on guys. Um... But he just gets anywhere he wants to on offense and really makes that offense hum. So yep. he needs to play. 
Um, I like Tony Parker a lot. Um, this system hates a lot of uh, a lot of point guards uh, are not successful from mine, but there's still t- t- a point guard in the top five, so it is surprising. But it's uh, how the cookie crumbles. I got a point guard for you. Yeah. Not quite as good as Tony Parker, but he's number 91. You want to know something? He is higher on my list than Tony Parker. George Hill! Georgie Porty Hill! You know, the defensive numbers are great for him. Mm -hmm. He had an awful playoffs against the Heat. He just didn't do anything. Yep. But um, I don't like him. The, The Spurs got a steal when they got Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard! For... This bum hill, but he's in here. 91. Yeah, yeah that's, that was a bad move. That team's going to suck. Yes, that team's going to be really bad. And if they're not, it's going to be because George Hill takes some sort of leap that no one expects. It's not going to happen. No. <laughs> but that's the only way I can see them not being terrible. Because guess who's not making that leap? Roar, Hibbert. Roar! <laughs> At least he's seven foot two. Yes, he has a skill. Being tall. Number 90 on my list, Channing Fry. He's the efficiency darling of the world. Um, plays in a bunch of games. He's played in all 82 games, played 28 minutes. And I think, I really want to stress, I think that's underrated that they, people talk about a lot of guys. Of, oh, this guy's really good. Well, he only plays 45 games a year, so he's not going to help your team that much. But a lot of people are just worried about top, like what, how, how good can we be at the end of the year in playoffs? But yeah. if the guy's hurt, he can't do anything anyway. Get in the gap. Oh, get in the gap. That's game. Willing to you? Game over. Cubs win. Cubs win. Last game before the remodel. Woo! Whoop 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 Channing Fry. Was he in, in consideration of your 100, or is he way out there? No. Maybe I saw, 150? I saw his name in there. He, um, I like Shane Fry, though. I, he used to be on the Showtime uh, Sons, right? Showtime Sons, yeah. He's good. He didn't make the top 100. But nope. My number 90 is Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. And this is a guy who had a really good year. For Sacramento last mm-hmm. year. For a bad basketball team. For a bad team. Mm-hmm. But he, he was efficient. He shot about f- over 50%. He's a guy who's fun to watch play, and then his stats also back it up. Yeah. There's guys like uh, Monta Ellis who are fun to watch play basketball, and then you look at the stats. She's like, like 41%. Oh, oh. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas is able to finish around the rim, even though he's undersized. Thomas would have been in the top 50 if he wasn't back up. If he was starting. Drogic. If he's starting somewhere, yeah, good player. I like that a lot. I like. I don't uh, know what they're doing with three point guards, especially since they <laughs> said they're going to offer blood to the max, the Suns, or they would. Uh huh. That's odd. I don't know what they're doing. They, it's kind of the Houston thing where you just try to acquire assets and then that's weird. Trade it off eventually, but yeah, I don't get it. So yet another surprising selection. This low. <laughs> Number 89, John Wall. Oh. 
He makes that Washington team go. Although I think he's overrated. John Wall. I don't think he's as good as Derrick Rose. I don't think he'll ever get as good as Derrick Rose was for those two years. No. No, he won't. So, But he's got some things you can't teach. Mm-hmm. Just super quickness. My favorite, my favorite thing is all the Washington fans go. He's the best at going throwing the ball to the opposite corner three. He has the highest assist percentage on that of anyone in the league. I was like, that's such a specific stat. To, like, it's not overall assist on three pointers. It's he gets that assist to the corner three. That's it, an important play. It is an important play, but like it's for him. It's to be like this means he's the best point guard in the league. For him, a lot of times that. it's probably a bailout play that he probably gets lucky. He does a little less of it than Derrick Rose does, where I, I'm intending to pass, so I'm going to leave the f- ground for no reason. Yeah, Rose is kind of do Rose that. does that all the time, which annoys me, but he usually gets away with it because he usually he's jumping up because he he knows where he's going to go with the ball. So it's not that bad, but he can't get in trouble with super athletic teams like when the Heat did it to him. But. John Wall's really good, though. John Wall's really good. He probably deserves to be higher than this, <laughs> but uh, the system it is what it doesn't is. like you. Jeets. doesn't like you. Yeah, Jeets. Yeah, Jeets system. Mine is not quite as shocking as that. Okay. Aaron Aflalo. <laughs> Aaron Aflalo! I believe he plays for the Nuggets. Yeah, he went back to the Nuggets, right? Yeah, I think he's... Because he was on the Magic, and then he went back to the Nuggets. Shooting guard for the Nugs. He was a guy who played really well for the Nuggets, and then he went to the Magic, and everyone was like, he's going to be really good, he's going to be able to play a lot more. And then he basically had the same numbers, just on less efficiency. <laughs> like it just. He's too. a good shooter. He um, He's just not a superstar. No. He's a guy you can have on your team, though. Yes. He's a helper. He's... He's the like negative side of the Jimmy Butler extension of you're gonna pay a guy too much money to do something somebody else can do for yeah, the Yeah, is a cheap cheap fill in. Mm-hmm. I hope the nuggets out. Alright. Number eighty eight. A guy who I've wanted to succeed the entire time he's in the NBA. He's in here only because he is a defensive, amazing stopper. He doesn't handle the ball at all. He's got under 10% usage. Tony Allen? Which is really low. No, no, no. Tony Allen has a higher usage than that. He only he plays under 14 minutes a game. Just under. Like, right at 13.92 minutes a game. Chic? Bismack Biombo! Oh my god. What the fuck is that? You don't know Bismack Biombo? He's only 21. He was drafted by the Hornets uh, in the lottery, like 8 overall. He's he's another reason why the the now Hornets can't score at all, because he can't score. He's like Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He's got crazy block numbers. He doesn't play a lot because he can't handle the ball. But hmm. So his defensive rating is one of the best in the league at 99. And his offensive numbers is actually pretty good at 115. But... So if it was just the uh, Jeets, I think he makes it in my top 25. <laughs> but once you put the, the time in there, like time, the percentage of total minutes he should play for the for the team, mm-hmm. it cuts down drastically and it comes down to 88. Um, the umbo. The whole reason I did this because 
I know you lo- you like Purr, and I was trying to figure out a way. Because originally I combined this with Purr, and then like I was basically counting usage twice because Purr does that already. But I was trying to figure out a way I could add to Purr somehow defense that doesn't include blocks and steals. Because that's basically counting stats for Purr and yeah. defensively. So I was trying to figure out a way. And it's probably gone a little far on that side. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Bismarck Biombo! Mm. Hornets! He's ranked ahead of Tony Parker. He's ranked ahead of Tony Parker, John Wall, <laughs> Ty Lawson. So I got staying, staying with the same team, but Kimba Walker. Kimba! Kimba is really... He's one of the only bright spots on the team. He, uh... Him and McBob had pretty Kemba good years. Kemba does not make my list. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> he doesn't. I'm telling you. He had a pretty good. He had a pretty good year last year. He's fun to watch. I like Kemba Walker a lot, but I think he's, he's not a guy turn into anything special though. Who probably, in his best case scenario, is a six man who can come in and kind of heat up, take over a quarter of a playoff game type deal. But you shouldn't count on him game in game out to. Be a producer. No, yeah, he's not gonna score twenty a night in in the NBA. Maybe. Number eighty-seven for me. He's already been mentioned, so we've already talked about him. Danny Green, of the San Antonio Spurs, ahead of Tony Parker because he's obviously more important than Tony Parker to the Spurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's good. He's efficient. He actually plays a decent amount of minutes for that Spurs team. Twenty-four, twenty-four, twenty-eight. He would be up even higher if he played more games. He only played 68 games this year. Kind of like all the Spurs, I guess. Because <laughs> Tony Parker played 68 as well. I think... Uh, um, what's his name? What's uh, uh, Popovich just Pop- comes up and be like, we're just going to bench you guys for 14 games throughout the year. Just what you're going to figure out. You should yeah, play, they love it. You should play 68. And they still win 62 games. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Danny Green, not not that crazy compared to your ranking. No, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where he belongs, somewhere around there. Yep. The next guy, Terrence Jones. Terrence Jones. He every, had a little bit of breaking. Every efficiency stat loves, loves this dude. He should have mm-hmm. been in the top forty if I if you just go by efficiency. I'd push him way down. <laughs> because so. you, when you watch them play basketball, you do not notice Terrence Jones on the court. Yeah, he, he just he just kind of picks up the pieces. <laughs> He's just running. He gets wide open layups, like wide open jump shot, like a ten footer. Like, although don't you want a guy who gets? He's this? always just <laughs> wide open, and he's very efficient. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to work hard for anything though. So you just don't see him working hard. He's working hard in other areas. He's the fourth player for the Houston Rockets. On don't be angry list. about his old man game. He's getting old man so game. That's early. not bad. Four four Houston Rockets. They probably deserve it. They're a good team. They might deserve more than that. Who knows? So my number eighty-six selection, I have him as better than Bismack Biombo and Danny Green, and other luminaries such as Tony Parker and Kyle Lawson. <laughs> the Russian marvel Timothy Moskov. Moskov. <laughs> he actually had a pretty good year for Denver this year. Um, oh, he's I like a lot. Yeah, Javale. He's the guy they they turn to after Javale. Does something stupid again. He's basically a backup center, is that right? Yep. Yeah, what is that? Um, Javale. So, 
So he got plenty of he got decent minutes, twenty two minutes a game. Uh, he's a good defender, and they actually need that endeavor, especially with Fareed on his side. He yep. doesn't play great defense. Everyone should be happy that JaVel McGee is back. So we can get some more of those checked in full highlights. I did not read any of the articles, but he played for the Filipino national team this in the year? World Cup. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yes. Didn't know that. It's awesome. He is a clown, though. That <laughs> dude. <laughs> clown question, bro. Him and Swaggy P are on like, the same clowning level. That's pretty clown heavy, bro. It's clown. Totally, question. bro. So who do you got? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. And you know, this is another guy. The efficiency ratings love him. Mm-hmm. They had him probably in the top 35. But I had to put him where he belongs, down in the first group. First group? He's an excellent yeah, defender. He's His defensive rating is probably like top 10 in the league. Yep. But a lot of the Bulls are. I mean, mm-hmm. so this is... is uh, it's part of the system. Yeah. Taj is Taj is crazy, also. yeah. 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 So, you, can, um, you can expect excellent defense. He's not going to knock down a bunch of shots, but they don't so need to. He, he had a good year the year before shooting a three. Not last year, but the year before he shot the three well. And then he tanked this year when they... He basically had to... He was the only other option besides... Um, I can't think of his name, the point guard. Rose? No. That played this year. Oh, Augustine. DJ? That they forced him to do it off the bounce. He actually gets the line a lot. That's why all the efficiency metrics like him because he he gets fouled. He goes to the line, aka the James Harden effect. He's okay. So he, he does he's that. He does that well. He's a good guy to have on your team. But he's a fourth option at his peak. Like he's not gonna deliver. He's not gonna make plays. He's going to create plays. Robert Ory. Robert Ory's the ceiling. But he can't play the four, so he can only play the two or three. Yeah, he's just not that good of a shooter. No. But that, that's all I mean, like a guy who can come in and yeah. shoot the ball a little bit, but only make, give you defense. Only make big shots. Yes, only make the big one. All right, number 85. Again, already been talked about. San Antonio Spur. Boris Diaw. Boris. I love Boris Diaw game. If he's I was awesome. in the NBA, I would hope I had Boris Diaw's game because I have no athleticism. He crushed my hopes this year. My hopes and dreams for a three-peat. Crushed. You know who could have countered him if the he just didn't amnesty him for no reason? Mike Miller. <laughs> great idea. <laughs> Boris Diaz, great. We don't need to talk anymore about Boris Diaz being great. All right. 85, Jeff Teague. Now, he... Uh, Jeff Teague. This one, I, was, I didn't know where to put him here. It's tough. Teague is tough. I think there's five Hawks on the list. He's the the bottom one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of guys. He could have been anywhere from 80 to 100 or missed. Yes. Yeah. I think he's, he's one more. of those high-variance type guys where he can go anywhere. And he could play like that this year, too. He could play his way into the top 50 somehow. And then he could basically be cuttable. I could see either one. Either I way. also am a little biased too because his little brother was terrible for the Bulls. <laughs> Maybe the worst player in the league <laughs> that I've ever seen play in the NBA. John Lucas the third played over him and destroyed, and then he would come in and lose the ball three times. 
Excuse and me. he would get into the lane. The worst part, Marquis Teague getting in the lane, getting where he wants, stops instead of shooting, throw the ball to the other team and run the other way. Good. That's what you want out of your third stringer. <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Hawks are going to be fun to watch, though. You know, They're just going to bomb a bunch of threes. That'll be fun. Yes, it will be. Speaking of guys on the Bulls I hated, James Johnson. He had a good year last year as a three. Um, he only played 52 games, so that actually bumped him down in my system. He's, he's turned into a little bit of a defensive player. Some of that's being on Memphis and their system. And he gives them a little bit of pop on that team, so he's really necessary So for he, I think he got traded. Yeah. So now he's on the Raptors, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think it's his second stint with the Raptors. Yeah, I didn't know who this was. I saw him earlier. I didn't even I didn't know who he was, so he yeah. didn't make the list. <laughs> yeah, but so he's good. he's probably going to diminish in playing time for that Raptors team behind DeRozan and uh, what's his Ross, name? Ross. Yeah, Terrence Ross. Ross. So he won't be as big of an impact this year. But he's he was drafted with Taj, and everyone was like, "This James Johnson pick's great." Taj terrible, but James Johnson's going to be somebody. So. He gonna be somebody. He gonna be somebody. So there's James Johnson. He's a he's a nice little sneaky pick. Uh, All right. Who might not be terrible. I'll go two in a row here. Okay. Because they're identical. I got JJ Redick, and then the heater off the bench, Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Oh, Guess who's yeah. number eighty three on my list? Jamal. JJ Redick. Oh, we got a <laughs> Yeah. Boom. So, Nothing like Duke to bring them bros together. Basically, Jamal is just a heater off the bench, and he uh-huh. he, he really tore up the playoffs. Jamal Crawford does he not just, make my top 100. He, he was not. just crushing the Warriors. But, uh, yeah, so that's where... I mean, I think that's about right. He is a, he's a valuable player. Yeah. How about Redick? How about Redick? Reddick did not play as well as I was hoping this year for him. From him, I think Reddick's hit his peak. <laughs> he stopped getting better. He uh, he's probably going to start digressing now and coming back. He down. needs to take some lessons from Kyle Korver. I think Jamal is actually a lot more exciting for them now than JJ is. Oh yeah, because Crawford he, just, he can knock down a shot. Anywhere. I don't think ever anyone's ever said JJ Reddick and exciting in the same sentence. When he played for Duke. <laughs> Excitement, <laughs> yeah. Those same people were excited by Christian Leitner, so they can. Now he's more of a, just like know. a fundamental player. In college, he was just letting it rip. <laughs> now he's just kind of wide open shots. Yes. Would you like to see JJ Redick get traded to the Cavs? No. If it wasn't for his contract, I'd like a guy like Crawford though. Everyone needs a guy like Crawford. Just automatic points. You mean like Nate Robinson? Yeah. He's better than Nate Robinson. <laughs> He's more efficient. You shut your mouth. Nate Robinson <laughs> won a game against the Heat by himself. He did. He did. He was fearless. All right. So that was 83 and 82 for you, or 84 and 84 83? and 83. Okay. So then my 83 was also J.J. Redick. So I'm going down to 82. Nick Collison. Oof, Oklahoma City. Yeah. He played so, well. So he plays pretty well. Um He's basically the white big man of our generation. Uh, he could set a pick. He's good defensively. Rebounds. I feel like if he was on any other team, he probably wouldn't make it here. 
But he's got a crazy good um, offensive rating and uh, and a pretty good defensive rating. So that bumps him up big. Playing time brings him way down. Otherwise, he was in my top 50 before I did some adjustments to bring him down. <laughs> so we got that for us. You're up. 82 is Anderson Virgil. And he, He's going to give you a quality 41 games a year. <laughs> he would have been ranked around 99, 98 mm-hmm. if I would have stuck to the numbers. But you know what? He plays well with LeBron. 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 He, LeBron. He's going to get a LeBron. lot of putbacks, I think. <laughs> he's going to get another injury around game if 51. He's, healthy, he's, he's super <laughs> exciting to watch. The guy's all over the place. He's like a poor man's Noah. This is true. He's a little bit bigger. Um, I think he's more annoying, personally. He is so annoying. But I think uh, if, they, if they pull Kevin Love away from the basket a little bit, he'll be there to pick up the boards. It'll be interesting how they use Kevin Love and Verja together. They're going to be a scary rebounding team. I hope they have three good rebounders. Are they going to... Is LeBron's rebound going to go down? Or are they going to kind of have him leak out to lead some breaks? He'll go way down, probably. Because he's not going to fight for the boards. Because <laughs> he has two actual rebounders in there? Virgil than... is probably going to give Kevin Love like seven black eyes this year. Because he doesn't care who's there. He's going for the rebound. But I love him. The guy's full. He's a ball of energy. So there he is. All right, all right, all right, all right. So not the last surprising name on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. But it continues. Corey Joseph of the San Antonio Spurs. Better than Tony Parker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Played just as many games as Tony Parker. 68. Did Popovich make your list? (laughs) You know what? Corey Joseph played well in the playoffs for them. So... It makes me feel a little bit better. He did. He did play well when he played. Uh-huh. So he uh, he has a crazy good offensive rating, better than Tony Parker somehow. I don't get how that works, but and a better defensive rating than Tony Parker, and then everything else goes a little down. He has less usage, so it shrunk there, and he would have been up higher. But Corey Joseph on my very different list is number eighty-one, the last player for today. All right, and my last player is Tyreek Evans. Tyreekin! And actually, there's actually... I have five players for the Pelicans on the He's list. He's still the sixth man on their team, right? Tyreek will be starting this year. So, who's their point guard? Uh, Drew Holiday. So, it's Drew. Drew was hurt last year. Yeah, so From the Drew, most of the season. Tyreek. Eric Gordon. Anthony Davis. Who's starting at the three? The sixth man now is Ryan Anderson. Because he's back up for Davis. Oh, Omera Sheik is taking over center. I don't think they should do that. I think that's what's happening. I know, but I don't <laughs> think they should. Right? I like it. Him off the bench probably isn't too bad. He's uh, He can put up some points when he comes in. I don't think Davis and... Omer together makes a lot of sense. I think it's good. Davis 
That'll be good. I think they can pull Davis away from the rim a little more with the Sheik in there because the Sheik, he's not going to move away from the basket. So They could, but Anthony Davis is amazing at pick and roll, so I don't know why you want somebody else in the block kind of messing all up. Mm, we'll see. Oh, Sheik's a really good player. He is, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's clogging the lane a little bit on my pick and rolls. Anthony Davis, the best in the league at it, now making it harder for him to be successful at it. Maybe they're just going for lockdown defense. Maybe, I guess. Maybe they're trying they're, to make Tyreek do something. They're going the bull strategy. Eric Gordon's going to... Eric Gordon didn't make your top 100, right? No, he didn't make it. Yeah, good. Because he's going to play seven games. He's the only starter didn't make it. But Ryan Anderson made it? Is that what you're telling me? Because he said five. Uh-huh. Ryan Anderson's a good player. He's uh, It's actually weird to see him as a backup. So that ends our top or 100 to 81. Next week we're going to have 80 to 61. Right? Yep. So uh, as you can see, my stat uh, basis isn't uh, foolproof. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's good to see uh, some different names that we wouldn't talk about. Especially Bismack Biombo. But yeah, nice but like I said, I think this is good at detecting who's really bad and who's really good. So once we get up to the top, it's not get, we're not gonna run into a Bismack Biombo <laughs> at number seven. All right. So I think that's it for this week. Do you have any swaggy pee? Uh, oh, we have one. If you can't remember it, I'll tell. Yeah, tell. I don't know. All right. So, according to Swaggy P himself, he's having the rookies call him. <laughs> what is it? Swag Daddy? Or no, Daddy Swag? Daddy Swag. Daddy swag. <laughs> swag Daddy sounds too good. So he's like, call me Daddy Swag. Daddy Swag. And so with that, we'll go, yeah, jeets. See you next week.